So when I listen and singing and I'm dancing, it just it just amazing. So before they can start listening to that, by the time they get ready to start, I'm already You're on the, the moon. Yes, I'm already flying. That's awesome. It's time for the Charlotte FC podcast. doing today nick thank you for having me man sure so just just uh, introduce yourself to our audience for a second here uh jamie marino jaime moreno the spanish radio broadcaster for the charlotte fc and uh, some some people are very familiar with my voice because uh, at the same time uh, the spanish radio broadcaster for the carolina panthers so it's uh, it's very similar you know going to the same stadium and report to the kind of uh, same people for for representing the teams so it's 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 been an adventure for us for me and antonio to to be a a part of of the broadcasting for charlotte fc original from mexico i was born in mexico city came to the united states in 1987 from there i've been here I, I fly to Atlanta. I remember very good the first time I flew to Atlanta because I got lost in the airport. <laughs> I was lost for two hours. I think then, we all have. Yes. And then uh, finally in 1989, I was invited to come to Charlotte. I, I never left. Nice. Well, we're glad you're here. Yeah. Thank you. So Charlotte FC has been in existence for about a little over a year and a half. What is your assessment being here, being part of this community? What is your assessment of MLS and Charlotte FC here, FC here from your point of view? Well, it's been ups and downs. And I, and I think that if, if, if you try to balance the ups and downs, it's, it's been a very good pace sometimes. I know that very good pace on other times. But I think the main thing that we need to to understand that we still a brand new franchise, and I know compare it with other brand new franchises so where success is 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 far away where they've been. I'm talking about teams like San Luis, mm -hmm. or talking about teams like Cincinnati, and you know when they try to compare us with them, and I'm like, yeah, but 
we never had that first team like San Luis had. San Luis was able to put a team together a year before they came to the MLS and they played together. So that's a huge difference. Definitely. So it's it. I think success is gonna be is gonna be coming sometime, not too far from now. It's just I don't think at this particular time, if you look at the formations or the lineups that we have every game, it's been different mm-hmm. for many different reasons. Right. So because I call him Goleski Sudoreski, okay? <laughs> because he's the goal. El Goleski Sudoreski, you know, he travels or he play as a 10 or he play as an 8. Josviak. What a what a season Josian was having until he got hurt mm-hmm. on the on the open cup we were playing Orlando. It's 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 been so many different things that even happened. You know, last year the pace of mouth that Guzman Corujo gave us is like the dominant defender that you want on every single team. Mm-hmm. And you know, he came back this week and all of us we were ready for. But Guzman is not there yet. Right. We know he's going to get there. So those are the signals that I'm getting that Prophet Latanch is having trouble with. Uh, now is Malanda. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the season was Kalina. Right. So uh, I call it Kalina. So it's, it's so many different things right. that I don't, I don't see how, to be honest, uh, the the prophet Latancho is is been able to to have those little moments where the team going very well, mm-hmm. and you know, and people say, well, consistency. Uh, you know, we played Cincinnati. What a first half! Right. What a first half! Uh, what a heck second half! Right. And then, you know, you you think you pick a momentum and you go to to visit. Uh, the team never show up. Right, right. And, you know, I think that was, a lot of people say, well, we just lost two to nothing. That, that's the worst game I ever watched the team play. Oh, yeah. And they we would were say lucky. the same thing. Yeah. We were lucky that we just got two goals because Montreal kind of set back on the second half. German mm-hmm. Lozada was like, okay, Let's go control these. Let's go. They needed a win so bad mm-hmm. that when he got it on his packet, he said, I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to make sure that, that we walk away with three points because we need it. And I don't care what people say. You know, we got to play the second half my way. And my way is going to be we're going to pack, pack up in the back, wait for them, mm-hmm. and we'll see what happens. So yeah. that's. That's what I think about the team. It's it's just so much inconsistency for different ways. Right. Uh, you know, I I'm still asking today why Jose Mora is not playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's kind of got lost in the shuffle there. Yes, yes. And he's had some you know, fun moments this season. Do you? If you're looking for a guy that is gonna Tuiloma don't give you that. Tuiloma don't give you that. So you can use Tuiloma as a as a three 
or you can use Twiloma as a five on the outside. Twiloma don't give you those those services that Joseph Mora or Jalen Lindsay can put on the on the heart of the box. Right. They know where to damage the other team, and 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 that I think that's the things that sometimes I don't understand. Yeah, especially if we want a more advancing type of defenders. You'd yes, want put, you'd want to put those players yes. in that position to be successful. Yeah, well. You know, we. I think the inconsistency starts with the defense, and you know, being the team that has the worst goals against, mm-hmm. that tells you something. Right. And uh, we just got to get much better defensively, much better. We we leave we leave we give the the, the team so many opportunities by open spaces, by no covering backs. By different reasons, but uh, mm-hmm. the the truth is the truth, yeah. and the numbers are there. We we defensively, if you consider goals against uh, who is the 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 less worst team, it, mm-hmm. it will be us. Yeah. Well, let's shift from what we're talking about in what the team is playing to to you yourself. Tell me about your roles and duties as as the play-by-play announcer for Spanish radio. What's what are kind of the things that you're in charge of doing, making sure happen? Make sure that people have fun no matter what. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anybody has not ever listened to Jaime uh, call a game. It is definitely fun, and you do not have to know Spanish to understand what's going on in the game because he paints a great picture. So I, I credit you to that. But uh, but what are the kind of things that you actually do to like prepare for a match and like the whole week ahead of time? What are you doing to get ready to, to call that fun game? Look, uh, the first thing that we do to prepare is personally myself. And I think Antonio kind of has the same routine. Antonio's more numbers. Mm-hmm. The first thing I do, um, for instance, if we're going to have a game tomorrow, uh, Sunday, I kind of relax. Monday, I take care of my boys. I do exercises. I want to make sure that when I go in there, I don't lose that. I say, you know, I want people to have fun. And I'm having fun. And sometimes when you're having fun too, your boys has tendencies to go different ways. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure I'm, 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 I'm able and stable, uh, ready whenever we score. Uh, how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to do that. Uh, so uh, most of the time, Saturday nights, when I come back from the games, I'm start looking at the team that we play next week. Mm-hmm. Oh, it can be Wednesday, can be Wednesday and Saturday is a tough week because you have to do two games. In right. in three days or yes. four days, right. and it's and it's and it's hard. But so I follow from the beginning of the season who's gonna be our rivals, and I have a book where I feed the most important things of the teams we're gonna be playing. And from there, I just start looking at the tendencies of the coaches. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've been learning with the MLS is no same thing with. With the NFL, NFL on Tuesday, I get the lineups. Mm-hmm. Lineups are ready to go. You know, you know who's the quarterback. You know who's the running back. You know who is starting. You know who is backup. 
Right. You know who's going to be the special teams on the MLS? No. The only person is guaranteed to play is Kalina. <laughs> Everybody else went move, right? Right. Everybody else went move. And Kalina couldn't play the, what, the four or five, six first games mm-hmm. of the season. And uh, so that's the thing. I have to look at the team too, what we're doing during the week. And then by Wednesday or Thursday, I kind of start putting formations together after I look two or three teams that they coach play with the same formation that we do. You know, right. we do 4-3-3 and I look at the teams that play 4-3-3 formation, what he, how, how he gonna try to, to play against 4-3-3. Right. And it's, it's some coaches that really don't care. They right. just play 3-5-2. Three, three, that, that's it. So I knew he was gonna go with 3-5-2, but we didn't know with Montreal. I believe I have my lineups ready and all of a sudden, I don't know if you remember the first time Montreal came here on the 20, I believe, 24th of June. Yeah. Hey, I got my lineup ready an hour before the game. It was like seven changes on the formation. Right. On the right. lineup. I'm like, what? So on that, at that time, I know the players, where they're from, who they play, how many minutes they play. I already had all the information in front of me, so it would be easy. Now, what are some other things you look for in the players? Because you're calling the match and you want to be able to talk about that player a little bit more. And I know Antonio does a lot of that too, but like, what kind of extra things are you adding in your own notes besides? I think what people like to listen. What are the teams they used to play? Like, you know, for instance, we say they got over here. You know, how they got over here or how they on the team, how many years they've been with the team they played. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very important. Where are they from? Right. Uh, if it's related to a team from South America or Central America, uh, the team they come from, mention the name of the team. Uh, have they been a part of the national team? Right. U13, U19, U21 or, or Gold Cup. Have they played any Copa, Copa America, or Copa Libertadores? Those, those structures that make you describe the player in, in five seconds that you have when you say your name. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. So, so that those are the things I'm looking for. Of course, how many assistants, how many goals, uh, of this tournament? And it's been, uh, I scored, uh, through, through the career on the MLS, how many goals have they scored in their career on the MLS? So. Yeah. Do you have like you said you had a notebook? You keep that like right in front of you, so as you're calling, you can see kind of quick things about that player if you forgot. No, Is no, I keep it on my on my lineups and up here <laughs> a little bit. And I have and I have a we cheat a little bit because we have a spotter with us. Oh, great! And that yeah. and that spotter is she's amazing. You know, when we when we get a score in minute 22, he say, hey, every time we get a score on the minute 22, we never come back. Okay. Well, we just have two games through the study history of the team that we've been able to tie the games. Information like that, he will give us right away. So that's very value information for, uh, for the listeners. So uh, we have that on. And if you if you come today and, and, and I invite you anytime you want to come, did you see Antonio's high? Mm-hmm. 
he got like information all around him. Yeah. Yes. He's got like a trifold so, of things. So that's 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 his role on, on Antonio. He mm -hmm. he likes to do that. And uh, but at the same time, she challenged me that I had to have information too. Mm -hmm. I'm coming from the NFL, yeah. broadcast NFL. You have to talking about numbers. I learned that thing on NFL. So to translate into the MLS is not that it's simple, but it's less harder than than the than the MLS. Well, you have a little more time in the NFL to yes to say some yes. things. Where this is nonstop. Yes. You got to keep going because the action does not stop, with exception of an injury or. You know, hydration break. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so I was wondering, based on that kind of stuff, do you do anything behind the scenes that we might not know about in preparing for for a match, or you know, when you come to the stadium? Are there certain things that you have to do that like nobody really notices, but you're like, these are things that you have to do all the time. I got some. I, I like to get there early. Yeah, I like to get there early. I like to. And Antonio will tell you this. I love to listen to music. Mm -hmm. Music is my inspiration. So by the time I connect to the to the game, and you and you can hear my producer play music on my earphones, and I tell him what I want to listen, and he just play it. What's, and I'm what's, singing. What's on your playlist? I, I like I, I like I like in particular uh, this song. It's called uh, and if you want me to play a little bit on my phone, I'd be glad to. But the name of the group is Blue Angels. Okay. It's called Los and and it's a song that say it nev it's never enough for me. Nunca and I can sing that song all day long, man. Oh, you're gonna and, have to uh, play it. You're gonna have to yes, play it for me yes, at the end here. Yeah. Well, since you're not alone, although you may have called games by yourself before without a, a color analyst, but since you have to work with someone most most of the time, how do you how do you approach working with someone and knowing like this is when I need to allow you to take some time to speak and this is when I have to like say everything? How do you do that? Practice. <laughs> Practice. And uh, I think I've been working with Antonio now on the MLS for this is our session, second season, but I've been working with him for three seasons with the Panthers. Mm -hmm. So we know, we know the, you know, the times of the games where you, you have to be play by play and you know where to be color analysis. And you just so, know like that because you just right. pause and, and he knows where to pick in. Yes. And, and in a way, do I need him to come in and invite him? All I say, oh, ¿cuál es tu lectura del partido? What is the reading of the game for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, or oh, at, at this particular moment when the, the, the window of the time tells us we play in 85 minutes to the game, what is the direction the team is, talk is taking, Antonio? And Antonio will come in. Yeah. Nice. Now, do you ever listen to your own calls to kind of see how you did or check back on things? I might biggest criticize. I might, yeah. my producer, after we call the games on Sunday by 10 o'clock, I have the game on my phone and I listen. Yeah. And I listen. And, you know, it's so, you, you ask me what I will say before the game, before we go on air. I always, I always tell my producer, my sport, and Antonio, I always say, last week, 
the game was very good. I think it was better than good. Mm-hmm. But guess what? That was last week. We got to do it better today. Yeah. Are you agree with me? Yes. Okay, let's go do it. Right. And that's that's how we're gonna start. We try to be better than yesterday, but worse than tomorrow. So <laughs> we always try to challenge ourselves. Right, right. So you're just listening and like, oh, we had too much dead air here, or I got this wrong. I should have said it this way. Is that the kind of stuff you listen for? Or maybe you're oh, sometimes I say, Where in the heck I get that from? <laughs> like you just something came out of your mouth. Yes, yes, yes. Like you know, celebrating celebrating los goles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I get a stop that I have I am ready for. I say how many score how many goals we're gonna call today? Three, four, five. Well, I'm gonna be ready for five. And this <laughs> is how I'm gonna call each one of them. Uh, depends who's gonna score or, or 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 how the goal is gonna happen. And at the end of the call, I always bring something new. Yeah. Always something new. Like uh, Charlotte F said that the light of the stars belongs to you. Right. Okay. Some sort of sad. Yes. That's almost like your signature. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. La luz de la noche, the, the light of the of the night belongs to you. And uh, let's go make us dreams that we own the universe. Now and do you have any of those written down? Do you write any of that uh, stuff down or is it just off the top of your yes, head? Yes, I do. I do. Okay. I do. But it's no uh, religious call. I, mm-hmm. I I I can put it on the side and I just let it have it coming out of my heart the way it comes. Right. Right. You definitely bring a lot of emotion to the games. Now, when you call a goal or stop or something like that, do you feel like... Like you said, you, you get your voice ready and things like that. But did you, do you plan any of that? Like, I'm going to say, you know, for this person, I'm going to say this type of goal, you know, when they score, because you know more about that person. Do you plan? The only like person, that? the only person that I have something that I will say is Kalina. Yeah. Kalina. So that's for Kalina. Everybody nice. else, something different. Okay. Whatever, whatever comes, whatever comes to my heart, but uh, that's how we do it. Well, do you did you have some sort of because you've been in this business for for quite some time, especially you know doing Panthers. Did you do any type of soccer before uh, doing Charlotte FC? Any type of you non-American football? You know what? And I'm gonna tell you how I have broadcast soccer for all my life. They say where? I say at my house. I say, how? I'm a member of a family with three brothers and two sisters. I'm the youngest boy. Mm -hmm. When I grown up, my brothers, you know, one went to Navy, another was to law school. Uh, The next one, they really cared too much about anything other than uh, go to school too. And I'm playing by myself at home. So we had a backyard. And I set up a, a field, and I set up goals, and I'm playing. As I am playing, I'm broadcasting the game. Who has the ball? What is he doing? What is he coming? What is he going? So when I'm starting connecting to that, it's on the back of my brain already there because I already created. Mm-hmm. You know, funny to say, Nick, one of the teams that when I was a kid, Grow up broadcasting was my favorite team. That is Necaxa. 
Oh, wow. Necaxa was a team that I grew up admiring and, and, and supporting. So Antonio called me one day, he said, hey, I was, I was doing something and he sent me a text. He said, who is, who guess who's our rival? I said, who is say Necaxa? I'm <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Oh, so, yes. That's going to be a fun game to call for you then. I know. I know. Wow. Now, did you have a, any type of mentor or specific person that you looked up to and be like, you know what? I want to do this. Because you were, like you said, when you were a kid, you were just calling the games, having fun by yourself, you know, doing that. But like to make it into a business, like how did you get into this? Not really. I started on the radio in Charlotte on 1990. I didn't have no experience, but knew about a lot about sports because... I grew up playing soccer, mm-hmm. college-wise, and I grew up playing football, college-wise. So I was able to practice both sports because there you play football in Mexico. We, we used to play uh, football on Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. During the week, we play soccer. We mm-hmm. play on Wednesday or we play on Thursday. So I was able to do two things and practice with both teams. And uh, I did that for a long time, since I was 13 years old, play soccer and play football. By the time that that I uh, I had to do football, I had the knowledge. I grew up admiring the 49ers, the San Francisco 49ers. That was my team I used to pull for. They were a good I team know, then. I know, I know. You know, funny to say, because on the 90s, they were the team to follow, right? And guess what? On the 90s, the team to follow in Mexico was Necaxa. Oh, so wow. I lived like 10 years of, of no tears for this fan because everything was win, 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 and win no matter what. So that's, that's how I started on, 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 on the broadcasting uh, on radio. And then on 2000, I see the opportunity to, I start reporting for the radio station for the Panthers. Uh, you know, I, I, I was talking to myself. I said, you know what? This team is going to need a broadcasting in the Spanish one day. So I'm going to prepare myself. And I start, you know, practicing and practicing. I think I practiced for three years. That when we had the chance to go in there, mm-hmm. people like the product. Yeah. I don't think they were the best, but we were good enough to to make people listening to us and then from there year after year we just keep preparing and getting better and getting better and getting better and you know like last i don't know if you remember last season we were playing on la visca i scored a touchdown and i make the call for la visca we have 4.9 million views in yeah. three days that was a I'm crazy like, call it was everywhere I'm like, so that's that's who we are. Uh, very lucky that the fan base, not just for the Panthers, for everybody else, really, really like what we do. What do you think is different about when you cover the Panthers versus covering Charlotte FC? Like, what is different in your kind of work? Uh, it's very similar. Uh, very, very similar. I think, I think because the number of players that you have to learn and mm-hmm. practice a little bit more difficult is NFL because they come with a roster of 53, mm-hmm. okay? And you have how many coaches? You got a head coach, you had a defensive coordinator, an offensive coordinator, you have a quarterback coach, 
you got an online coach, OD coach, you got a safety coach, you have a linebackers coach, you got a tiny coach. So, and then you have a quality control coach. Yeah. So, and they don't even announce might. when the players come in. So you that's gotta right. Be like, that's right. When they is- when they switching, you know. Yeah. Hey, now you know who's on backfield. I got a spotter too. I got a spotter. So you gotta have one. Spotter will tell me, you know, on the backfield or who's returning kicks. So it's stuff like that. Man, then then you look at the referees. You had a main referee, and then you have seven or eight more referees, and all all that components that happens to the NFL on on the game. That's what I think a lot of people say that the NFL is a unique league because it's just 32 teams in the world that compete for a certain amount of time to to a common goal that is the Super Bowl. That's a long game too, so you gotta fill it. Yeah. Four hours and be careful if if they it can go to overtime. <laughs> right. And you gotta have enough material to talk because yeah. it's not all playing. I mean, they even shrink those games down and you can watch it in 15 minutes if you just watch all the actual play. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You your notes are probably much longer for NFL games. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, about the same. I don't try to feed myself with I remember one day. It was a Monday night game, and you remember who used to start doing the Monday night games was who was the uh, Joe Madden. You remember Joe Madden used to do Monday yes. night football. Yes, yes. Um, I remember going to the elevator with Joe Madden at the Bank of America Stadium, and I say that I admire him for the coach that he was. I say, but you are really doing something really good for the broadcasting on the NFL. And I want to tell, thank you for that. And can I ask you a question? And he, you know, he's like, of course. I say, what advice you can give me? I've been on this business for two years. He say, we come out of the elevator and he say, Wilson, all I can tell you is you're going to prepare for the games and you're going to have all these big notes. And at the time of the game, you're going to find out that you're not going to need them. You didn't want to use him. You cannot use him because you have to focus on the game. And he was right. Yeah. But you have to cut the note just in case something happened. Right, right. And like you said, most of it's in your head. Yes, yes. So was when you came here in 1990, was your intention just to be on in broadcasting? Or, and then no, this kind of happened? No. Or was it- I think I, I, I'm, I'm very religious guy and I see the times of God are the times of God because if you ask me what a guy that was born in Mexico City you know that grew up in Mexico City that went to school in Mexico City that have a great job in Mexico City came to the United States for and you know why I didn't stay in Atlanta why I had to come one night to Charlotte North Carolina and like it and then have a family here now doing what I'm doing now. What was the mission? And I always question myself before the games, what is the mission for me today? And I say to make sure that I'm that piece of, piece of the part, the part that I can have people have fun today for two hours to make sure that when they listen to me, they don't need to worry about anything else. That's great. That's great. So you are not even intending to 
to be in this business at all. You are actually just visiting the states or just looking for. I just became with a friend. Oh, yeah. And, and I sleep all the way. And when I wake up, I was on Independence Avenue. And you know how I was Independence Avenue in the 90s? Mm -hmm. uh, trees everywhere. I'm like, oh, my God, this is this is I like this. So nice. Yeah. Right. So you kind of talked about the impact that you hope to have kind of in this current position. What what ideas do you have for future work? I think just keep keep growing on what we're doing. I try to get better. Whatever we can support the team with, we will. I remember, I don't know, you were around when Ron Rivera was the coach. And he used the word coach to motivate the team. Mm -hmm. He said, look, guys, look, look, look what you do to the fan base when you score a touchdown. And, uh, you know, I have Luke Kikli on one of the Panthers game on the preview. And he said, for them, they couldn't wait for Saturday night where they have their meeting when Ron Rivera will play the calls for the Spanish radio and get mm -hmm. all the, the and, 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 and the challenge was, Who's next? Right. Who's going to go next by these two crazy guys? <laughs> so, that is great. That is great. What fires you up most about doing Charlotte FC matches? Like what gets you really excited? Serving the community. I'm serving the team. Be an instrument to represent the community to the team and the team to the community. Be that bridge where, where, we, where we, we serve both parts the best way we can and at the same time do it the most professional way that we can find and uh, inspire other people i always say you know people that 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 want to grow in this business i say hey i'm always i'm always open guys to talk to you to do whatever we, we can do to help you nice now if you aren't working this job because this has now turned into a, a big career for you. If you weren't doing this kind of career, what would you want to do? I, I'm doing, I, I, I teach, sorry, I teach a CMS school. Okay. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a teacher Monday to Friday. I'm a soccer coach. I, I work. What, what do you teach, by the way? Extension. Okay. I know what extension. Yeah. yeah. I, I was teach. a teacher too, so. Yeah, uh, I teach extension. I try to coach them to be able that believe on themselves that they can can do it through this life. Mm -hmm. I call them, I call them my special angels. No. Try to to help them out. So Monday through Friday, I'm pretty busy doing that, and uh, always always try to to find a way to to make sure that I balance my life in a way where I can I, I can feel happy and translate that happiness to the microphone and make sure everybody's having fun. And what is something you wish people would ask you that they don't ask you or you rarely get asked or to be able to share about for you as in this position that you have? You know, I think I would like to help people to understand what success means. And success is not always having everything you want. I think Success is you can provide people everything they want to listen to make believe them that they can do better. 
that's that's my philosophy. So uh, it's always a worst scenario, no matter what, whatever you tell me, you know, and I will say, well, guess what? What you're telling me is nothing compared with what other people is going through that we love to be on your shoes. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, try to try to see. And, you know, that people that say, well, the sky is the limit. And I say, no, guys, the sky is not the limit anymore. It's the steps on the moon. Mm-hmm. So whoever tells you the sky is the limit, he tried to stop you. Don't let him stop you. That's great. I like that analogy. Uh, so we have a last section of the show that we call stoppage time. So I'm just going to ask you some quick answer questions and you just plug them away. It's stoppage time. Do you have a, a must-do personal ritual? Pray. Every day? Yes. Every moment? Yeah, and before the games, it's a must. All right. Before, you have, it's a must. Do you have a favorite unplugged activity, something you do without, like, just getting away from electronics and all this other stuff? I walk. Yeah. Walk. Yeah. Morning, are you a morning walker or an evening walker? Right now, neither morning or evening. <laughs> no, morning. First thing in the morning. Love I was going to say, you can't do it in the middle of the day in Charlotte summer. That would not be good. All right, do you have a go-to snack while watching a match? Of course, not while you're eating, while you're calling the match, but while you're watching one. Popcorn. Popcorn. Oh, nice. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What what kind of what component of design impresses you more? Do you like the interior, the inside of things and the way things work, or do you like the outside and the shininess of, you know, something how it looks that way? I think the inside. Okay. I make the outside looks better. <laughs> Do you find starting a project or finishing one more gratifying? Both. Both. <laughs> um, I I like to finish what I start. And I always try to start in the morning. No, I've been I've I've been I've been read listening to that book. I don't know if you have the opportunity to listen this uh, make you bed. Make mm-hmm. up your bed morning. I've heard of it, yeah. Uh, it's a great book, and it tells you, you know, start with a task every morning and accomplish your task. So when you accomplish your task, you feel better about yourself. And when you feel better about yourself, you can do better things for yourself. Yeah, I kind of do that. The first thing I do in the morning is I just pick something to do, whether it's like emptying the dishes, starting the laundry, do something just to say like, okay, I did something already in the first couple minutes. Yeah. What about, uh, what what recharges you? Music. Music. Okay. Music. So Music. You, do you have that song queued up? Yes, I prepared this song for you. Okay. okay? Go ahead. Go ahead and play it. I want to hear this. Maybe it'll recharge me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If you are if you were a current player on Charlotte FC, what player would you most be like? So when I listen and singing and I'm dancing, it just it's just amazing. So before the game can listen to that, by the time the game ready to start, I'm already You're on the moon. Yes, I'm already flying. That's awesome. Seems to be a favorite. We got a lot of gritty, gritty people we've talked to on the podcast. That's pretty popular. 
All right. This is a different one just because you cover both teams. What current Panther player would be the best player, would, would be best to be on Charlotte FC as a soccer player? Which one has the best skill to actually be good on Charlotte uh, I would say Oware Pinheiro. Yeah. Yeah, and there are, yeah. there are not that many... You've had a couple in the past, but not as many Spanish-speaking players on the team right now. And Pinero used to play soccer through high school. Yeah, yeah. Funny thing with Pinero is he was he he got a scholarship to play soccer, and then one of his friends invited him to go to Alabama mm-hmm. for a speakers camp. And when the coach was talking, kicking field goals, he's like, yeah. "Who is?" It? That's yeah. his story. All right, so let's do the flip side. What Charlotte FC player would be the best player or best to be on the Panthers? I would say uh, I call it the the owner of the speed, Mackenzie Gaines. Oh, yeah. Put him out there at wide receiver? Let him run yeah, a go route? I, oh, my God. I call him, I say, el dueño de la velocidad, the owner of the speed, Mackenzie Gaines. Just Put the ball out there, he will get it. Yeah, I wish they would do that sometimes for him on the pitch. I know. know. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, man, for being on this. I appreciate your time. And, you know, we're going to post this and um, have this up shortly. So I'm glad you're here and I'm glad to have you have continued success and hope more people listen and enjoy the fun that you deliver for two hours each. Yeah, where they can listen to the broadcasting, if you allow me to do that. Yeah, go ahead. Tell everybody. 106.1 FM, La Raza, every game at 7 o'clock p.m. We start with the previa, and then we go straight to the match when the green light lights. I say, cuando se... You light and and everything started at seven thirty when the matches start and I always tell them you want to have fun, just 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 plug into the broadcasting. That's great. Yeah, I hope people start to listen too on at match day too while they're at the stadium. Just plug in their <laughs> plug in their uh, their iPhones and listen, and they can watch and listen so they know what's happening. Because a lot of times you can't see what's happening. I know. Maybe well, thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, no, thank you. Best of luck and uh, good luck with the call with Nakaksa. That's going to be a fun one. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate you. Thank you. Have a good one. The Charlotte FC podcast is hosted and produced by me, Nick Finelli. Audio editing and mixing by Eli Finelli. We really appreciate everyone who listens to our podcast. Please make sure you follow the podcast so you get it in your favorite platform's feed. We are on Twitter and Instagram at CLTFC Podcast, and you can visit our webpage to listen and learn more at charlottefcpodcast.com.